Hey, my lovely ladies, before the show starts, I'm looking for some more six and seven figure female founders and CEOs to interview. So please go to www.twwguest.com to apply. In today's episode, we're interviewing Omu Obilern. She's an international coach, speaker, trainer, and thought leader. Omo is dedicated to being a passionate mentor who has dedicated years to pouring her heart and soul into the lives of her clients. With her guidance, you can navigate life's transitions and achieve true transformation. Today, she's taking us behind the scenes to her number one secret to stepping out. And stepping out to what? Well, we'll just have to see. So this should be an amazing episode. Welcome. Thank you, Jackie. Thank you for having me. Yes, we're so excited to have you here. So. Let's just get to it. What is this number one secret to stepping out? And really, I think everyone's wanting to know, what are we stepping out of? (laughs) I know everyone wants to know, right? (laughs) So what are we stepping out of? It's stepping out of your comfort zone, stepping out of that point where, yes, and I always hear people say, oh, step out of your comfort zone. A lot of things, a lot of us find ourselves in different comfort zones. But, you know, as entrepreneurs, Um, when we're networking, which by the way, every entrepreneur needs to do, when we're networking, we naturally would gravitate towards people that we think are peers or people that we think we can help. I don't want to use the word better or, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, So if we walked into a room and there was um, networking and we saw a Bill Clinton, for instance, um, it would cross your mind to take a picture with him if it was possible. Um, it would never cross your mind to go and network with him in the true sense of the word networking as in building relationships. And let me clarify here. Networking is about building relationships. When you go for events to network, the whole idea is not going to sell. The whole idea is actually going to get to know people. So as against selling, you should actually be asking people, what can I do for you? So same way with when you meet these people that are more successful than you. Um, some of us call them mentors in quotes. So I, I personally, I have, I have loads of mentors I've never met and I just follow them closely and I learn from them. So you can imagine if I met them tomorrow, I'll be starstruck. Um, but I have learned to train myself to, you know, create conversations with these people. They're human beings. They also want to have meaningful conversations like everyone else. Mm -hmm. Um, so stepping out is actually stepping out of that comfort zone and creating the same meaningful relationships with these people, which obviously is a process. Obviously. Yeah. So tell us a little bit, how did you uncover this secret to stepping out and how has it kind of played out for you? Okay. So one of my mentors happens to be Dr. Ivan Meissner, who is the father of modern day networking. So obviously (laughs) everything I know about networking, I learned from him. Um, And he had talked about it um, once and he called it networking up. And it stuck in my brain and I started working on it. Um, I got to the point where I had made up my mind to always trust the process. And for everything I hear, 
instead of being quick to knock it or decide that it wasn't possible, I will trust the process and use it. And so um, when I listened to that networking, I started trying it out. And um, so there's something called the VCP process, which is visibility, credibility, and profitability. And everybody needs that irrespective of whether you're successful or not. Actually, for you to have gotten successful, you would have actually gone through that process. Now, visibility is visibility. I'm on this podcast for visibility. Um, and you decide where you want to be visible on if it ties with the message you're trying to send across. And your posts, your write-ups, what the things you say, the gatherings you go to would obviously make you visible. And if you're talking about what you know, with time, you would gain credibility and people will begin to um, listen to you and refer to you and reference you in other in that area. And obviously, when you've gotten credibility, the next thing is profitability. Now, when you meet these people who are more successful than you, they also don't have that kind of time to um, dis- deal with them. Oh, I want to take a picture with you. Or they want to have sensible conversations. So I would expect that if you knew, if I, I mean, even between both of us, um, you would have done a little bit of homework about me and I would have done a little bit of homework about you. So if I was going to, if I know I'm going to meet a certain kind of people somewhere, the least I'll do is at least find out some something that could make meaningful conversation. If I was going to meet someone and I knew the person was a lover of soccer, for instance, I'll at least try and find out if there's any soccer game going on at the moment. I'm not a lover of soccer, so it's not, it's not, it's, it doesn't come to me naturally. Yeah. So I would out of my way to find out so that I can at least have a sensible conversation and strike a conversation. And then please don't ask. You know, there's that tendency. I hear people say things like, oh, I don't know ne- when next I'm going to have the opportunity to meet him. Um, so I might as well ask. Hell, you're not going to have another opportunity if the first thing you did was ask. <laughs> <laughs> but if you um, build the relationship and have a meaningful conversation, nine chances out of ten, you would want to um, have more conversations with you. Um, so that's basically what it is in a nutshell. So... Tell us a little bit about what that might sound like. So, okay, I've got that I, you know, this person, do a little research, go out, find out a little bit about soccer, for example, right? When you say we should ask them, you know, even these people who we feel like are maybe higher up than us, right? And we're, we're networking up, you know, what can I do for you? What could that sound like? Is it as direct as that? Or is there a way that you're kind of, you know, framing that that's, how does that sound? Well, it, it depends on the circumstance and the way the conversation has gone. So it could range from what can I do for you? Or is there anything I can do? Or is there any way I can help you? It depends. But bottom line is you're offering a service. You're actually concerned. People, people irrespective, and the successful people are human beings like you and I, and they have feelings. 
And people don't care about what you know until they know that you care. Yeah. So they also want to, they also want you to see that they're human as well. And that you honestly do care about them, not just that, oh, I met Jackie and Jackie's a CEO and I want, I've been looking to meet her and I want it and I want it now. Right, right. So, so then when you're saying nine times out of 10, they'll want to continue that conversation if you've built that relationship through that conversation, right? Where you showed that you care about them and not just what they can do for you. What could that next, like, what, what would that sound like as you wrap up? Like, do you have any recommendations for how you continue the conversation without it sounding like you are asking something of them? Oh, so if you have a very nice and interesting conversation with anyone and you ask for an email or a phone number or anything like that, you would always get it. So personally, I don't ask for phone numbers. And that is because I don't I don't want to appear too forward. Mm -hmm. So I ask for email addresses. And then if you say it sometimes, sometimes they give me the email address and we've gone back and forth via email. And someday they're like, call me and they give me the phone number and, yeah. and then I call. And that is actually how the relationship goes. And I've gotten the number. I would not call except you've asked me to call. Um, and I would not send you I would not send messages like I'm sending to my friend. You're not my friend. Mm -hmm. You know, we need to know how to, you know, draw the line and have boundaries. Absolutely. If you're going to end up as friends, if you're going to end up as friends, that time would come. Right. You have to build the relationship, right? That's all part of that journey. So, so I, I, I say that networking is about farming and not hunting. Now, think about it. When, you, when you're farming, right, you plant a seed. You nurture the seed. You maintain the soil. You, weed, you remove the weeds and it grows. And then it starts having leaves. And then sometimes it takes months before it fruits. Sometimes it takes years. Mm -hmm. And then you start to enjoy the fruit. That is a relationship. So you you nurture it, you build it, and then it starts bearing fruits. Hunting is what a lot of people do in the name of networking. So I meet you, I pitch to you. If now, if I pitch to you and it happens that it's something you need immediately or you need it urgently, you probably would do it. Would you call me next time? Maybe not. Mm-hmm. Would you think about me when there isn't anything? Certainly no. not. No. So you've just killed it. So it's like going um, to. Um, an abattoir or a fish farm and you just pick it, pick the fish, kill it, eat it, and that's it. And then it's gone. Yeah, you never have it to tap into again. It's gone, exactly. But if you're building a relationship, then I'm going to sit down tomorrow and say, oh, I had a fantastic 
conversation with Jackie yesterday. I met Jackie as a podcaster, but I remember she actually said she does this. And then I would call Jackie. Do you say, you know, because you're building a relationship. But you can imagine if you met me and you said, hey, um, come on my podcast. And then I come on your podcast and we finish it and we go. All I know is Jack, I went on Jackie's podcast the other day and that was it. The end, right? Yeah, so it's about the growth, right? And I, I think everyone can relate to that too, right? Where it's this idea of, you know, and if you're doing it consistently, that ultimately those seeds are going to start blooming at different times, right? And Absolutely. then- and cultivate it over time. And so like you said, yes, some might take years, but that's okay because others won't take that long. And if you continue, it's just a, a full cycle of being able to have a bountiful harvest. Look how long it takes an oak tree to grow. To grow. And yet it's so strong. So strong. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit more about what have you seen happen either for yourself or for your clients by using these types of processes? Oh, quite a bit. So um, first of all, I, I still am an introvert and I was a very horrible networker until I met um, Dr. Ivan Meissner and I joined BNI. Mm-hmm. And um, to be quite honest, initially I was going to be the hunter just give me the job and let me go, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then I I decided I was going to just trust the process and learn. And it's been an amazing journey. And um, I have I have several examples to give as to how um, what has happened from just following the process. So, like I said, I'm an, I'm an introvert, and I never really was very vocal on social media. So a lot of people couldn't tell what I did for a living from looking at my page up until the lockdown. Because Mm -hmm. as far as I was concerned, oh, my work speaks for itself and it's not anybody's business and I don't want to be out there. And a million and one reasons um, until lockdown when everybody was forced to um, be online. And so I decided to trust the VCP process. Um, first of all, I made genuine, I built genuine relationships with some people I still haven't met. Some Mm -hmm. I've met after the lockdown, Uh, but we've done several things online together simply by following that VCP process. Mm -hmm. And then I decided to take it a notch higher and get step out of my comfort zone and I, that, I started a second podcast and that podcast, we, we're on our 11th episode and it's been 11 experts in their fields that I ordinarily would not be seen in the same room with. Mm. I wouldn't I, in my wildest dreams. But, but you have, right? So you've done that by... Do following your own process, your own advice, absolutely, and absolutely. networking absolutely. up. Absolutely. So that's something that I, it's a process that I'm sure that works. I've tried it and it works. And what do you think has been the, the biggest surprise 
about the process. Like besides that it works, uh, which maybe was, you know, at first maybe a little surprise, especially as an introvert or someone who was like, yeah, I'm going to just stick like in this comfort zone. What's the biggest surprise about going through this process and, and what you've discovered? You know, the biggest surprise about the whole process and everything I've talked about, and I say this honestly, is when you um, are genuine and authentic and you um, meet these people with the same authenticity and with genuine care, mm-hmm. like I said, they actually are humans. They they laugh and joke like me and you. And <laughs> honestly, and, you know, with all due respect for all of them I have met, it was actually challenging for me. And they are all still, they all still believe they are learning. Mm. So they're not closed. So you think you're learning from them. They also feel they're learning from you. Wow. I think that's so powerful because I think so often, like you said, people think, oh, it's just a one-way street. What do I have to offer them? Exactly. Exactly. So we always think, oh, he's up there. What do I think to, what do I, you know, and um, I'll share testimony. It's a testimony. It's a, it's um, a testimonial that um, Dr. Ivan Meissner shared in, on one of his podcasts. And that actually also is one of the um, things that gave me like an aha moment. And he mm-hmm. said he was going for a conference and they had organized for someone to pick him up from the airport. And the guy I apparently the guy does that. He picks um, important guests when they come in for conferences and mm-hmm. he picked him up and he had a conversation with the guy, you know, asked him what he did, everything. And the guy dropped him and the guy came to pick him when the conference was over to take him back to the airport. And he asked the guy, um, what can I do for you? How can I help you? I can't remember what he said, the guy said. And then the guy said to him, how can I help you? And he said to the guy that, you know, he wants to write a book and he's been looking to meet some guy and he just hasn't, you know, he doesn't know how to go about meeting the guy. And the guy who was driving him said, you know what? I actually pick him up from the airport sometimes and I know his secretary. I will call his secretary and see if she'll book an appointment for you with him. And the rest is history. And they ended up writing the book together. Wow. Wow. So, I mean, that shows just both being so centered and so authentic, right? Of just like, well, what could you do for me? And I don't even know like how you couldn't possibly guess that that person was going to know. But just saying, just putting it out there. To wow. be quite honest, I, that, that, that actually changed my outlook because there's no way I would have, I, I probably would ask, what can I do for you? And mm-hmm. if the guy had asked me, what can you do? What can I do for you? I'm like, oh no, that's fine. It's okay. You're already dropping me at the airport. Thank you. Yeah. But, but why not? Why not put it out there? Whether it was that guy being able to answer it or... Um, as a lot of us might believe, right? Like the, that's the universe is going to answer that. So just by saying it, even absolutely, you know, the universe is going to go. Oh, you've asked. Okay, let's start working absolutely. together to bring that to you. <laughs> and, I'm, and the universe absolutely. was like, "Snap! There you go." <laughs> oh, 
I love that. I love that. So tell us a little bit more about what are you taking on next? Um, you've got the second podcast here, Networking Up. <laughs> what, I'm what? covering my face. <laughs> what, what are you facing now? Um, what are you taking on? I'm writing a book and um, I'm writing a book. And coincidentally, I mentioned it to one of my guests and um, he's put me up on a, we, a challenge. And he actually said it on my podcast. So it's actually public. He didn't say it to me privately. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm, writing, so I'm writing a book. That's what I'm going to do next. Amazing. So tell us a little bit about like, just like if there was one one piece that we could take away from this uh, as far as the, you know, what that, this idea of you writing this book and what you want to do with the book, like what's one piece of advice that you would use it to kind of pass along to us as far as that It might not be one, it might not be one piece. It might not be one piece. Um, But what what I would want to pass on is um, keep an open mind. Hmm. Be positive and genuine. People can actually feel when you're positive and when you're genuine, and there's nothing as good as a positive spirit. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So uh, switching gears a little bit, we talk a lot here on The Wealthy Woman about all the different types of wealth and how it's not just important to have the right number in our bank account important to have that number, but also it's really important to have the other things um, that make us valuable and feel wealthy in our life right now. And those are things we can claim at this exact moment. So I would love to hear a little bit about what is it in your life that makes you feel wealthiest? You know, it's funny. I don't, I don't consider having a lot of money being wealthy. Mm. Don't get me wrong. I want to have loads of money. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't consider that being wealthy. I think there's a lot more. I know there's a lot more to life yes. than just have money. Um, yes. I wouldn't consider myself a lover of people, but people around me um, make me wealthy. Hmm. So tell us, like, how do they, how do they do that? How do these people around you make you feel wealthy? So, you know, I, I said to people that I, um, I intentionally live my best life. And one of the ways that I do that is by saving the people and the things around me to align with my values. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I found out, and that's actually part of what I train people on, that when you surround yourself with people and things that don't align with your core values. You're constantly living under pressure. And a lot of times we live under that pressure and we don't quite realize why we wake up sad and go to bed sad. Because some of those people on the face of it, there's really nothing wrong with them. Mm-hmm. They might just be jolly good people, life of the party. So it doesn't cross your mind that this person really is robbing me of my positive energy except you really sit down and think about it. And then you start to find out that your core values don't really align. So when I talk about people, um, there are two kinds of people. You have the engines and the anchors. 
you have the ankles that just, you know, like you have an ankle on a boot. Mm-hmm. They're like a heavy weight and they just put you in. You know, I'm passionate about it because I think I've had quite a number of ankles in my life. And some of them actually people I genuinely love. But, you know, they just are, and you're just there. You know, they're, they're problematic, they're stressful. There's nothing encouraging about them. You mix with them every idea you have is negative you know <laughs> i sound frustrated right <laughs> <laughs> but i think what you're saying though of course is that you've maybe cut cut the strings to some of these anchors right instead you have more engines now now yeah and then when you have the engines you know you think about it you have those people that you talk to and you feel like you can just do whatever it is. They energize you. They free you up. You think, you know, you finish talking to them and you think anything is possible. Mm. So those are the people that I surround myself with. And that is my th- true wealth because with them, I, I can do practically anything. Absolutely. You have no limit, right? If anything is possible, then... Absolutely. You are not capped. I love that. Okay. So then we always love to ask too, like, what is that unconventional thing or that outside of the box thing that, you know, makes you smile, brings joy to your day or brings you well? The outside the box. I'm a bit vain. So I love mm. my jewelry. <laughs> I love clothes. And I love my glasses. I, I should say, you know, you've got some lovely earrings, which you, I, I saw you put on as we were starting, like, you know, like there were, and your glasses are so, there's so much personality. So I see it. It's all over your face. <laughs> so, yeah. So tell us a little bit more about, you know, like what, what does that do for your day by having those, those pieces? I actually say to people that when you see me, with a lot of jewelry, you should be concerned because on that because on that day I'm making an attempt to be happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you need some extra. You need some extra help. You know, there. <laughs> so, so it just makes me feel really excited and really happy. I, I mean, I just like it. I'm not. Um, I mean, I don't wear my hair very long. I'm not very much into makeup. So the accessories do it for me. The glasses are a bit new. I, I never wore medicated glasses. And for a long time, I struggled. I didn't want to wear medicated glasses. And then when I didn't have much of a choice, um, I said, well, if I'm going to wear them, they, they're definitely not going to be boring. So <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not. Well, we have so loved having you as a guest today. If our audience wants to learn more about working with you or getting support from you, how can they do that? Okay, so I am, um, I'm on my, my absolute best um, pla- social media platform is actually LinkedIn. Okay. And, and I'm on LinkedIn as Omu Obilo. I am on Instagram as um, Thrive with Omu. Um, I'm on YouTube as Thrive with Omu. Um, Facebook is also Thrive with Omu. Also, they can go to my website, which is thrivewithomu.com or omu.life has everything about me. Perfect. Well, we have loved having you on Omu. This has been so wonderful. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. 
Hey everyone, I really hope you enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more The Wealthy Woman podcast content, make sure to subscribe and here's a way we can help you for free. If you are a six, seven, or eight-figure female founder and CEO, we want to see and interview you on one of our podcast shows. Head to twwguest.com. Again, that's twwguest.com. I hope to see you on our next interview. Now, at The Wealthy Woman, we help six, seven, and eight-figure female founders and CEOs to scale their business by using unconventional approaches like leading-edge science and tapping into their unique authenticity code. If that sounds good to you and you want to get some help, then we're inviting you to book a short chat with our team to see how we can best help you. Go to www.thewealthywoman.com slash chat. Again, that's www.thewealthywoman.com slash chat.